Well, Razorback fans, the last 24 hours has been pretty quiet for football, but what are some of the concerns that I have with everything going on with Sam Pittman's program? We'll talk about that as well as does it need to be a national championship or bust for Eric Musselman this year in the basketball team? It was a question that was posed to me yesterday and also a new voicemail. We're going to bring it up all on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. It's a gift from the heart and a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com and use promo code Locked On to get an extra $30 off your next order. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday as we are getting closer to uh, Christmas and we're in the Christmas spirit, as you can see with my sweet OJ Simpson sweater. I guess I should go this way, that right there. It's hello, Twitter world. It's yours truly. Don't worry about it. And also my Santa hat. I'm getting trying to get into the spirit and trying to make it fun and also trying to be a little bit more peppy and lively, lively because I know that there's some people that are very frustrated with things that are going on with the Razorback football program. And honestly, I'm, uh, I've, I've you, as you've known and as you've listened to, I've tried to just be very, you know, wait and see on, on everything. You know, there's ways to go about reacting to certain things, and sometimes you can overreact and give a very emotional response to certain things. And there's times where, uh, you know, people just look at nothing but the roast and everything through the roast tinted glasses and says that everything's swimmingly well and there's no problems, there's no issues, whatever it may be. People look at it in a, in a lot of different ways in a lot of different lights. But to me, you know, I, I've always tried to, especially when it comes to portal season and with coaching changes as far as assistants go, just have the wait and see approach because sometimes you never know how it's going to go. You never know what's going to end up happening and you never know how it's how it's going to really play out and at the end of the day and so that's been my approach which i've noticed and recognized between my podcast and also my radio show that a lot of you don't want that or don't accept that or don't really want any part of saying that everything's going to be fine or you want to have wait and see some of you not all of you but some of you are in doomsday scenario some of you have gone full-fledged this is horrible. The sky is falling. Let's just blow this up. Sam Pittman's not the guy. We got to fire him. Our recruiting class is going to suck. We're not getting any transfers in. Like all this stuff. And I'm, I, I just sit back and I kind of laugh at it all because, okay, yeah, maybe it doesn't go well. Maybe it doesn't end up being the way that it should be or the way that people want it. But overall, the reaction is just funny to me because it, it's almost like, there's that just type of personality from people. There's some people that have the personality that, hey, just assume the worst. And then if the best ends up happening, then your expectations were so low that you're even happier when it does. Or there's some of you that just like to be so pessimistic all the time that that's just kind of who you are and what you want to do. And that's fine. I mean, you got to have different takes and different opinions and different emotions. But some people have come after me for my more nonchalant way of looking at it when it comes to the football program. So I decided that because of that fact, I'll give my concerns. I'll give my concerns. I will I will show and tell and, and give some details as to why I think that there are some things that are really bad, some things that I'm not too sure about, some things that I'm not feeling too good about as far as changing or getting better, whatever it may be. 
So that way people can at least have some sort of idea or at least uh, an, a vision of what I'm looking at when it comes to the Razorback football program. Because I do have concerns. I really do. It's not like I just think everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. I do have concerns. And some of those concerns can sometimes be a pretty big issue and sometimes they can be a little simple issue. But here, here's my biggest concern I would say right here when it comes to uh, the Razorback football team and the, and the portal season that they're going through right now and, and recruiting and all of that. My, my biggest concern is that you are, with, and I'm saying Sam Pittman, that Sam Pittman in this year, in this portal season, is unable to be able to add or to add enough to change the type of year that we saw from this last year. He did a really good job this past season after going eight and four, going into the portal and getting some guys. I think honestly, he's done a great job in the transfer portal since he's been here. You know, it had guys even in his first year, like Felipe Franks was a huge get that really was uh, beneficial. Uh, you think about, you know, the linebackers that he was able to get like a Drew Sanders and how good he was and the wide receivers. Like, I think he's done a really good job of adding those guys into the mix. But that being said, that this year there hasn't been that big name just yet, but there hasn't been that big name that's come in and been a part of the program that gets you really excited about everything. I think uh, at this point in time, you know, you have an offensive lineman from Florida, which was big. You have a backup quarterback in Jacoby Criswell, and then you have a wide receiver from Texas A&M Commerce that you're hopeful for and hope that looks good and seems to have all the measurables. But, you know, you don't have that transfer from Alabama or Georgia, or LSU, or Oklahoma, you don't have those guys yet that's really you know able to provide you some sort of hope of like, okay, well, this guy was good there, or this guy was, if he was good enough for this team, and you know maybe something happened that he didn't want to be a part of it, and he ended up changing it. You know Maybe that was something that uh, could really, you could hold your hat on and feel really good about. You haven't had that player just yet, and that's a little concerning to me, and it's not to say that the players that they have coming in are bad, or even to say that it won't happen at any point in time, because we know with this portal season, it's pretty crazy to think about some of the stuff that uh, they're having to do and to put into the work of bringing in some big-time players. But I think that that's something that could be problematic, where you've lost a, few, a bunch of players to the portal. You've really only lost three guys that I would call contributors to the team, with Slusher, uh, as well as uh, Keytron Jackson, and then throw into the mix of Trey Knox. So that's concerning, but I still think though, that with all that being said, it, it gives opportunities for other guys to step up. It gives opportunities for other guys to develop, which, you know, again, it's just opportunities doesn't mean it'll happen, but I, you'd like to have some sort of certainty, some sort of hope, something that you can point to and say, well, I'm excited about the secondary because this player, or I'm excited about the linebacker position because of this guy, I'm excited about the wide receiver core because of this guy, like you would just like to have that sort of hope and Arkansas does not have that right now. And when they don't have it, it's easy to just kind of think like, okay, well, this is going to go really bad. It's going to go really bad for Arkansas and they're not going to get anything going. So that's, that's, that's one of my biggest concerns that they just won't be able to get the players that they need to address the needs that they have in a major way. Uh, the other concern of course is recruiting because you know, you have a pretty good recruiting class coming in and especially at that tight end position, and now the Dow Loggins is no longer the tight end coach at Arkansas. And it was said that he was a really good recruiter that since he's left, that that's kind of in limbo. It could be where those guys decommit or move on somewhere else. Or maybe there's more players that are part of this class so far that may move on. And that's always a concerning thing too. 
because recruiting, as we know, is so important. And especially the development of a lot of these players and how they go about it and how they, uh, you know, move on with their careers and try to go to a place like Arkansas and get better each and every year. But at the same time, though, it's like how many of those guys are you going to have to rely on as true freshmen? How many of those guys are you going to have to say, okay, getting into the program this year, we got to win now and we need you right now? I think the tight end position would definitely have some of those guys. Uh, you know, maybe if there's a wide receiver in there, they would have to step up. But the majority of the people are going to be that have to contribute right away are going to be transfer portal guys. And so the recruiting thing is more for the years to come. It's more for the building and the development. But even that being said, we saw some of the players that have committed over the past couple of years and they've already hit the portal. And a lot of them have. So that's just a, a, a curious thing to where I'm not saying recruiting and, and high school players doesn't matter because it does. But as far as immediate changes and immediate fixes, you need portal guys more so than anything. But you can't have a recruiting class that is solid right now. And then suddenly it becomes lacking all because of coaches leaving and you not being able to re-recruit them and keep them at Arkansas. So I'm concerned about that. And also, of course, I'm concerned about the coach. I'm just concerned about the defensive coordinator, because if you've heard me say many times on here, I ha I have to have somebody that can recruit. If you're playing and if you're a defensive coordinator and you are going to be in the SEC and you're going to be at a place like Arkansas, you have to recruit at the highest level. I'm not talking about getting somewhat decent guys. I'm not talking about, you know, just uh, pl plugging in bodies and just having just enough to get by. I'm talking about you need to recruit at a high level and I'm including the transfer portal into that. You need to have guys that can come out of the transfer portal and be able to help out right away. I think Arkansas did a good job with that, like adding Dwight McLaughlin and Drew Sanders and, and Jordan Dominic. Like those guys were big gets that really helped out, but you have to be consistent in there and bringing in those guys and having them help out too. So uh, are they going to be able to do that with a coach? Because a coach is yet to be hired, and who knows, maybe when the sun comes out here in Little Rock, it'll finally – uh, be happening. Maybe there'll be a sign that a defensive coordinator is about to get hired. But uh, if they don't get it right, though, if they don't get that defensive coach and that defensive coordinator hire right, it could be bad. Like Arkansas's defense was not great this past year. We all know that, but it could always be worse. You know, you think it can't be worse. You think it can't get worse. It can always get worse. Chad Morris is the ex greatest example of that. So they have to find a guy who can come right in, step right in recruit at a high level, get some portal guys, and be able to make this defense improve from what they did last year, which I think is possible. It's not likely, but it is possible. You're returning a lot of your secondary guys. I know the secondary was not great, but if you get them back healthy and you got some guys added in from the portal, depending on what Jalen Catalan does too, you know, maybe that could be something that you know, really changes everything. I think that if you're able to get some some uh, some serviceable linebackers besides just Pooh Paul because he's really the only one right now, uh, you could be really good there. And I think the defensive line is going to be good. Like they're returning a lot of good guys there too. And so you have pieces to work with whoever ends up being the defensive coordinator. But if they can just add in some portal guys to help out immediately, it can be a better defense than what we saw last year. It really can. But you got to get it right because if it's not, if you get somebody that can't get those players that can't get this defense to play better. And then you end up having just as bad or maybe even a worse defense next year. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well at all. So those are my concerns. And I think that they're legitimate concerns. And until they get answered, it's going to be something that's always in the back of my mind of like that could happen. 
But that's my whole point in all of this. It's just a matter of the lens that you look through it. Some of you will look through it with a glass half full, glass half empty, and that's fine. I mean, you can look at it any way you want to look at it. I just choose because I've been wrong before. I've been burned before so many times. And I think that uh, whether it's things that I think are going to be really good or things that I think are going to be really bad, you know, I think that most of us thought that Chad Morris would have been at least better than what we saw from Brett Bielma in his last year. You know, we thought that, you know, Chad Morris couldn't be any worse than four and eight. Well, it happened. We all got burned that way. Uh, I was, I was one of the people that originally thought that, um, you know, losing particular players would, it would just be a doomsday scenario, whether it was Razorback football or Razorback basketball or whatnot, like last year's basketball team, for instance, after they lost all those players that brought in those transfers, I was optimistic and I thought that they could probably go back to the NCAA tournament and everything. But, you know, in the middle of the season, when they started losing all those games, I'm like, okay, this is not, this, this team's not good. Like they're not going to get there. And then boom, it changed. So that's why I have always the wait and see approach It's because I've been burned before. And I just like to see it all play out until it ends in its finality. It's kind of like in the middle of the season with basketball last year. It's like you got to remember to wait until the season ends and then grade it and then look back on it. It's the same thing in football. And it's the same thing with this portal season, recruiting season, coaching hires. Wait until the dotted line is signed. Wait until they are officially Razorbacks and they have officially been hired by Arkansas. Then we can go into seeing what's going on and we can grade it out from there. But right now, it's just it's not healthy during the Christmas holiday to be so stressed out and to be so like pessimistic about everything. I can understand being concerned, but you don't have to think that everything's going to just end horribly for the Razorbacks. Just wait and see. But I have concerns. I think it's fair to say that I have concerns. I wanted to make sure that everyone knows that I do have concerns. I'm not just thinking everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. There could be problems there. And those are them for sure. Uh, I told you about Omaha Steaks. I'm going to keep telling you about Omaha Steaks, folks. It, they're great. I mean, what what type of better gifting you can have for anybody than just some of the most delicious steaks you'll ever have? Nobody's going to say no to getting Omaha Steaks. Everybody's going to be excited, and you know, you know, they're going to go crazy over this stuff. And I can't wait to have mine here delivered as well because I ordered some because they have put together some delicious selections of various packages and different products and different meats and different everything that you can check out at omahasteaks.com. But the greatest thing about it is not only are they going 50% off site-wide, but if you also use promo code locked on, you get an additional $40 off your next order. You can't get any better than that. And so you're talking about half off plus 40 bucks off. Like it, You might as well be giving away these steaks for free. Like they are that, it's just that great of a deal and they're that high quality. So I encourage all of you to check out omahasteaks.com. They have everything you need to a gift that's simply perfect. Gifts like perfectly aged tender steaks, as well as juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. A gourmet gift from Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart and a gift that they'll remember with every unforgettable bite. So take advantage of 50% off state uh, site-wide. You want to say statewide, site-wide. Plus $40 off your next order when you use promo code locked on at checkout. Whether you're shopping for friends, family, colleagues, or yourself, every order is backed with their unconditional money back guarantee with a minimum order required. But check them out at omahasteaks.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, this was a question that actually happened on my radio show yesterday. 
And I, I think I kind of know where it was coming from and the attentions were, because for those of you that may listen to my radio show, I got really frustrated with some of the uh, idiotic callers that we get on the on the regular. I, I just I just can't deal with that. I've always felt I've always welcomed conversation. I welcome differing opinions and I welcome uh, people to to always interact with me, whether it's my radio show or my podcast and just to you know, talk about things and, and look at things in a different light. But if your intention every single day is to call in and to be a contrarian, to be a jerk, to try to upset people, to try to, uh, you know, get people riled up, especially over something that is so illogical and dumb and all of that, I, I have no respect for you. And I really get sick and tired of your calls. And so that happened yesterday where I just got fed up on my radio show. And I probably went into some some people about it. But anyways, it was about one of them was about Eric Musselman. And there are some people that still love Mike Anderson are still mad at your check and uh, for firing Mike Anderson. I don't understand. But then those people are not true Razorback fans as it is. So it, it was just one of those things that they start bringing up of like, OK, this has to be a national championship or bust because that's what, you know, Hunter Yerchek said that, you know, they hired Musk to win a national championship. So if he doesn't get it done this year, it's a failure. And I just cringed and I rolled my eyes in the back of my head and I wanted to punch myself in the face many times because it's not about that. Like the reason Eric Musselman got hired and the reason that Hunter Yurchek felt so good about Eric Musselman and the reason that you had the uh, change in leadership with Mike Anderson was not because of, well, we got to hire a guy that's winning a national championship every year. It's not that. It's about competing for national championships. And sometimes people misconstrued what competing for a national championship actually means. It doesn't mean that you're winning a championship every year, and every year you don't. It's a failure. That's not what competing for national championships mean. It'd be great if you had that type of program. I think we'd all take that type of program. You know, if that makes you feel like Bama football. Um, but no, it's about being in the mix, being nationally relevant, being nationally competitive, being a team that is good enough, that's competitive enough, that's well coached enough, and always in a position to win a national championship, to possibly break through and win a national championship. And that's what Arkansas basketball needs to be. And that's what ba Arkansas basketball is under Eric Musselman right now. They are nationally competitive i would think that this year at this point in time and i'm looking at just national experts people who watch the game who cover the game and all that if you told them that arkansas was going to win the national championship this year and they say i wouldn't be surprised boom that is competing for a national championship right there that's competing for a championship when you have the mindset of people outside the states, like objective people who look at Arkansas and say, yeah, if that team won the national championship, I wouldn't be surprised because they're that good. They're that competitive. They're that well coached. That's what it means to compete for national championships. Now, they are not basing that off of nothing. They are basing that off of reasoning, off of logic, off of evidence. Because they see what Eric Musselman's done at Arkansas going back-to-back -back lead eights. He's done it with completely and totally different rosters each year. And, for instance, this year, you have a team and a roster of guys that has, without a doubt, the most high-level NBA talent. And you have a lot of good veterans into the mix with a lot of depth and with the way Musselman coaches. Yes, this team 
good, is good enough to win a national championship. They are well coached enough. They could be there. And I don't think anybody would be shocked or surprised or thinking some major upset or Cinderella story if Arkansas ended up winning the national championship this year. To me, that is what competing for a natty means. And Arkansas has that. And that doesn't mean, though, that because people believe it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I try to use this example, too, for other people. And because I understand we all want to win a national championship, but the difficulty to win a national championship in any sport at any level is so dadgum hard. Like it is, it is almost impossible in, in some cases because it's just such a huge obstacle to get over. I use this example. You think about like a team like Kansas, for instance. You know, they won the national championship last year and they won it in 2008. So you're talking about two championships this millennium. And essentially since Bill Self has been there, I think they played in a championship under uh, Roy Williams and he was there for a little bit, but 22 years, two national championships. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's not, but think about the talent uh, and the talented teams that they had and how many years that they had one of the best teams, a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Think about all of that. You don't like they went that large span without a national championship and then boom, it happened. Think about Baylor. Baylor there with Coach Drew went like 20 years. He was there for 20 years and never won a national championship. Some years wasn't even close, but then built, 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 boom, clicked, all came together at the right time. It can happen. Virginia the same way. It can, they lost to a 16 seed, the first team ever the year before, and then they won the national championship the next year. It's so difficult, even when you have a one seed, one of the best teams, most talented teams, it's tough. It's tough for whoever it is. And so it's not a national championship season or bust. It's nothing like that. All it is is that it's about matchups. It's about timing. It's about a little luck being on your hands and you going out there and getting it done in the NCAA tournament. So if Eric Musselman and Rangerback basketball, if they have to win a national championship this year for it to be a success, no. If they don't win it this year, it's not a failure of a season. It's not. If they get bounced in the first round or even the second round, is that disappointing? Yeah, it is. If they don't make the tournament at all, is it a failure? Absolutely. But it's not a national championship or bust type season. And if you think that, if that's what you truly believe, you need to think about that. You need to really find some reasoning behind what you're doing and why you're doing it and why you think that. Because there's a, it's okay to believe you can, but it's not okay to believe you should. Because if you do, because if you if you believe that where you should win it, like you deserve it, like you it should happen, 99 times out of 100, you're going to be disappointed. But I guess maybe that one time you end up being right is when it's all worth it. So just pump the brakes on some of those expectations is all I'm saying. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, even the World Cup, they got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more over at betonline.net, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm going to try this again. So I've, I've been getting some voicemails, and I apologize. I haven't been able to get to them all. And uh, I try to be uh, try to be selective in, in putting them out there, too, because some of them are pretty uh, 
pretty rough or I can't hear them. <laughs> One of the two. But uh, Jan in Kansas actually called in uh, a couple weeks ago and the audio messed up on my podcast. And so she didn't get the response. And so I'm going to try this again. And because she left another voicemail, hopefully the audio works out. Hopefully it doesn't mess up. And if it does, well, you'll know why the podcast ended a little bit early there. But Jan in Kansas left a voicemail. Here's what she had to say. Hey, John, this is Jan again from Kansas. Uh, I was embarrassed you put my other thing on the on your podcast, and I didn't get to hear your response. Something was wrong with the audio. But anyway, I'm just calling today to say keep up the good spirits. I enjoy your show so much because you're always positive, even when things aren't going our way, which was quite a bit this year. <laughs> you were able to maintain a positive attitude and yes i will definitely be watching the liberty bowl you can't imagine all the hassling and uh just you know friendly conjoling and hassling i get from all these people here in kansas and have ever since i've been here about you should be for k-state or ku i'm like no that would never ever happen i'm a razorback for life thank you so i am especially looking forward to this matchup and I thank you so much for your attitude. I hope you get feeling better soon. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Jan. I appreciate you listening in. appreciate the kind words. And I am feeling better. I'm trying to, at least, trying to work through it. But uh, I appreciate you. Appreciate you listening in. And um, I love I love the optimism. I love the fact you live in Kansas and you're a Razorback fan. You know, it's spelled the right way or pronounced the right way down here, at least. So uh, I love that, and I uh, appreciate you listening in, too. And I'm sure that there is some excitement for you as you're living in Kansas and being uh, Arkansas and Kansas in this bowl game. Uh, there should be a level of excitement, and hopefully Arkansas ends up taking care of business and winning this game because you, you don't want this game to go bad for Arkansas or for Sam Pittman or for anybody involved because that will be just bad for us all. I don't want to do a podcast reacting to it that way. Uh, it's just they, they got to take just – let's just take care of business. Let's get that done. Let's make it work. Let's make it possible and 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 just, you know, feel good about it. That's all I'm asking. That's all I want. That's all I wish that happens and hope that happens. But I guess uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see when it all goes down. But appreciate you listening in. And, again, uh, keep leaving those voicemails, folks, at 972-HEY-JOHN. You know, make it easy on you, too. So, either way, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.